The reading today is from Mark chapter 5, verses 21 to 43. Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying, please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from his suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they had said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. This is classic Jesus, isn't it? This is vintage Jesus. I love this story. I I love this story because this is one of those stories that you can point to and say, this is the guy that I've dedicated my life to. This is the essential Jesus. This is one of those stories of Jesus where you can point to friends and say, look, forget all of the crud that's been attached onto Jesus, been piled on the top of Jesus down through the millennia. Strip it all back and you can say, look, this, this story, this story is why I'm a follower 
of Jesus. This is why I've surrendered my life over to him. This is the foundation upon which I've built my life. I'm keen to be like Jesus in everything that I say and do. He is the Lord of my life, the boss of my life. And this is a great example of why this little episode that we have here today from Mark's Gospel. I want to take you on a bit of a journey out here outside of the church and out into the mall, out into the marketplace as a way of illustrating today's story. See, this story has everything when it comes to to Jesus, doesn't it? Here is Jesus out amongst the people. Here is Jesus out amongst the common folk. Here is Jesus mixing it up with the everyday. Here is Jesus bringing healing and wholeness and peace, not just in the physical, but in the spiritual, in, in the social as well. Here is Jesus with both the in crowd and the outsiders as well. Here is Jesus cutting across religious boundaries. Here is Jesus doing something that's a little bit out there. It's Jesus doing stuff that he really shouldn't be doing at various points. Here is Jesus bringing healing and peace to to both a a little girl and to an, an unclean woman. So let's get into it. Let's, have a, let's walk through this story and see what we might be able to learn from this story about Jesus today and apply it here in Sydney in 2021, even in the midst of a lockdown. So Jesus is, is out and, and about. His large crowds following him is the first thing we see. And I love that about Jesus. He's a man of the people. He'd love to party with people in good times. He would attend weddings, of course. But he was also there in the sad times as well. He would be there weeping with the people when they wept. So Jesus was out there with the folk, with the common folk in the good times and the bad. The fact, of course, that the God who made the world would come down and live as one of us is scandalous enough. The fact that he would uh, be there amongst the great unwashed uh, as a come to us as a son of a carpenter, of a tradie, the son of an unwed pregnant teenager is scandalous uh, still, scandalous even more, of course. We read that uh, uh, one of the, 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 actually the head honcho of the local synagogue, a fellow by the name of Jairus, comes to him and falls at his feet. Now, out here in the mall today in the lockdown, it's not as crowded as it would normally be. It doesn't have the same uh, effect today as what it, it normally might. But the sight of Jairus amongst the crowds falling down at Jesus' feet would have been pretty scandalous in itself. You see, he was a well-respected man. He would have been a well-known man in his community. He wasn't a priest. He was like the chief layperson. would have been known and, and, and respected. And here he is falling down at Jesus' feet because he's desperate. His, his daughter is, is dying and he, he's desperate and, and he comes to Jesus uh, pleading for help. Now, of course, here is Jesus being very gracious. Remember, he's saying some controversial things. The, the synagogue rulers are pretty ticked off with him by this stage. If you look back a chapter or two, you'll see his He's already saying some very controversial things. Things like, 
your sins are forgiven, which was hugely controversial because only God could do that. These are the people who would eventually kill him, and yet Jesus takes pity on Jairus. I think the other thing we can learn from this episode is that Jesus goes with Jairus straight away. We don't know what was on his schedule that day. We don't know if he had a lot in his calendar or whether he was wide open. What we do know is that he went with Jairus. He went straight away. And what I love about that is he put people first. As a church, it can be so tempting at times to to let all the programs, to let all the guff, let all the busyness of church and life push in and, and people kind of get pushed to the side. Jesus never let that happen. Jesus put people first. Here was a human need with a desperate father and, and he went. He went and, and, and he helped. It's very easy for we churchgoers to get sucked into church. Church has a tendency to, to pull us in, doesn't it? Church has a tendency to, to suck up every spare moment of our time, particularly for ministers. Ministers are particularly guilty of this. Ask a minister to invite a, a friend along to church and quite often we'll struggle to find one because our whole life is, is church. Can I encourage you to, to be pushing back against the need to always have every moment hardwired into your schedule to not have a time and, and flexibility for people when they, when they need you. Jesus always had time for people in need and he went with Jairus. So he allowed himself to be distracted for someone in need. And then just to make sure that we, we get it, Jesus actually takes a detour from his detour. He's going with Jairus to the home to see his daughter and a woman is there. A woman is there who has been subject to bleeding for some 12 years. Now, what you need to know about this woman is that she was ritually unclean, ceremonially unclean. A woman back in the day when she was in the midst of her period was unclean. Uh, The bed in which she slept was unclean. Uh, Any chair that she sat on became unclean. Any person that touched those items then also became unclean unclean. You can read all about it in Leviticus chapter 15. These were difficult times to be a woman, yet here is is Jesus uh, liberating this woman. She's there out amongst the crowd, out amongst the people, and she really shouldn't have been. She really shouldn't have been there at all. Her state of uh, being a pure, um, ritually unclean meant that she really wasn't even supposed to be out in public Yet here she was amongst the crowd. She's desperate. Can you imagine being in this state for 12 years? Not only is she physically unwell, she's socially isolated. Yet she refuses to let this this sickness, to let this stigma stop her from coming in contact with Jesus. She thinks, if I can just reach out and touch the hem of his garment. Now her faith is a little bit superstitious. It probably wasn't terribly well informed. But that didn't matter. She had faith in Jesus. And indeed, she reaches out and and touches him. And sure enough, she's healed. She's she's made well. We're going to try to do something a little bit dubious. We're going to try to cross the road here to get to my destination. Jesus, Jesus, uh, let's go, lads. Uh, Jesus 
Jesus he feels the power go out of him. We might just let this bus go past. Jesus feels the power go out of him and says, who touched me? Uh, she's obviously reticent to own up because she knew she shouldn't really have been there. She too comes and throws herself at Jesus' feet. And he says to her daughter, it's the only time Jesus ever uses this word in relation to anyone in the scriptures that we know of. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Tremendous liberty, tremendous healing, not just physically, but but socially as well. You can imagine Jairus at this point. Jairus is going, who cares about this woman? Let's go. Let's keep going. Eventually, they make it to Jairus' house and we read that they're too late. His daughter has died and people come out and tell Jairus, don't trouble the teacher anymore. Why bother? It's, it, it's too late. Let it go. Friends, sometimes I think we think that we shouldn't bother Jesus, that we shouldn't really be too concerned with our petty needs and desires and prayers. Can I encourage you to never think like that? Never be, never think that, you know, you can't come to Jesus with, with your particular prayer requests, that you're not important enough, that God's got too much else on his plate to, to worry about you. Please don't ever think like that. They come and they say she's already dead, but Jesus says, no, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. Of course, they all laugh at him, but again, Jesus refused to be put off by their mocking, and he says, no, no, <laughs> she's not dead. She, she's but asleep. A, a Did you know that the word cemetery comes from the Greek meaning sleeping place? For every follower of Jesus, there will indeed be an awakening. Sleep, of course, implies an awakening, a, a, a resurrection. Just to finish off on our series on Daniel that we'd been uh, working our way through, do you know at the very end of the book of Daniel in chapter 12, Daniel says, every person who lies in the dust of the earth will awake. We will awake and face either life or, or condemnation. Every cemetery in the world will one day be a very noisy place. There will be a resurrection. There will be a judgment. And for those who are in Christ, we will rise and go to eternal life with Him. Won't that be a wonderful day? Again, Jesus breaks convention. He goes in and again touches the girl. Remember, a a dead body was also ritually unclean. So here's Jesus again cutting against the the religious rules of his day. He takes her by the hand and says, Talitha kum, little girl, get up. She indeed does get up. And I love this little piece of the story. He says, give us something to eat. Jesus was always so practical, wasn't he? He gives her something to eat. And the little girl is, is restored back to life. I'm inspired by this story because, as I say, it's a, little, it's a story of Jesus bringing life, not just in the physical, but in the spiritual, in the social. 
He restores this little girl and indeed this woman back into the arms of their loving community. One of them was very much an insider, the daughter of a very powerful and influential man. The other one was quite an outsider, this woman who had been subject to bleeding. I love the fact that this story tells us that no matter who you are, an insider or an outsider, uh, Jesus is prepared to make time for you. He's prepared to put you first. He's prepared to take a detour for you and I. Bear in mind too that just as we close, think too that the inside had to become the outsider and the outside had to become the insider. Uh, This woman who was an outsider had to pluck up the courage to come into the community to experience healing. And this little girl that was very much a part of the in crowd had to experience death before experiencing Jesus' healing touch. So maybe as a church, we can learn from that too. Maybe we on the outside need to be reminded that we too need to go out. We too need to be uh, pushing back the boundaries of our nice, cozy little churchy circles, getting out there in the community, making sure that we too are making time for others, putting other people first. When we get back to meeting in person again, and if you're driving to church in a few weeks and you see someone in need on the side of the road broken down, please stop and lend them a hand. I'd much rather you were late for church uh, than drove past the person in need. Can I encourage you this week to be uh, inspired by this story of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour, Uh, putting people first, refusing to be dictated to by rules and regulations, refusing to be put off by mocking and laughter, uh, refusing to be dictated to by a particular calendar or other people's expectations. Can I encourage us all this week, particularly during the lockdown, to reach out, to get out into the marketplace, to reach out with the healing touch, to be Jesus' healing hands, be His feet, be his voice of healing and wholeness in this life and the next. Amen. I'm going to go do some shopping. I'll uh, see you soon, guys. Bye-bye.